You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Damn, I love that intro. <laughs> Damn, that's a good intro. Oh, I, I got to pat myself on the back from that one. Okay. Uh, thank you, sir. So this is Single Fathers Today. My name is Mark Hill, and I'm your host. This podcast is geared towards single dads who have uh, gone through the um, gone through the divorce and was awarded custody of their kids. Uh, you're either going through the process, you've been through the process, and you're trying to figure out what do I do uh, going forward? Uh, is there any resources out there to help me? And how can I go forward being a better dad for my kids and a better person for myself? If you have any questions or comments related to the show, you can shoot me an email at singlefatherstoday at gmail.com or look at the Twitter page at singlefatherstoday. So... Um, I'm driving into the studio today and as I'm driving in, uh, to give you guys a little heads up, which I'm pretty sure those that have been listening to the show for a while already know a lot of the shows that I do, I have an idea that's in my mind. Um, I have very loose, um, notes, and comments or, or ideas as far as where I'm going to go. Uh, today's show is off of something that came to my mind, and it came from a letter. And he didn't want his full name revealed. And actually, uh, I, I want to tell him thank you. Uh, his name is David L. Uh, I'm not going to recite his whole letter. It was rather lengthy and rather detailed. Um but it kind of mentions something that kind of relates to me a little bit, uh, actually a lot. Um, and in his letter, he basically talked about how he's going through a divorce process. He's been married for, let's just say he's been married for over eight years. And he went through a divorce, was awarded custody of his kids, and there was some issues, I'll just say some issues with his former mate. And um, when he tried to take this information and share it with with his ex's family, his ex's family didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to comment about it. They took what his ex had said as gospel and said, even though they've been together for a rather long time, they had enough time to understand who he is, who she is. And they can kind of figure out in my mind, they can kind of figure out what's what. And they took her side and I, and I get it because in my situation, uh, my ex's family took her side. So it, it kind of touched home a little bit. But 
the one thing that came out from his email, I could see the anger. I could see the frustration that he had because the ex's family wanted to see his daughter and his son. Actually, let me back up. It was two girls and a boy. And the family was used to seeing the kids, uh, his ex's family. And they still wanted to see them, but because he was using his um, spidey sense, as I said in my last podcast, that he knew that they was up to something. They were trying to find a way to manipulate the kids because the kids were young and the young minds, as you know, can easily be molded and so on and so forth. Because with a newborn kid, you know, they don't know anything about hatred, prejudice, black, white, whatever. Um, they just know whatever is coming in, kind of like a new computer, whatever you load in, this is what I take and this is what I know. So as I as I read through his email, I could hear in what he was typing and what he, what he had typed and what he sent to me was the, um, the anger and frustration. And I know that firsthand. So my reply to him was basically, uh, and it goes to the topic of the show is using anger as fuel. What does that mean? Anger as fuel. Anger as fuel basically means when you have and and I'm going to apologize early on um, taking adversarial actions towards you and instead of taking it in a negative light to do negative things, you take it and you use it as a positive thing to basically reflect it back to them and say, you know what, all this negative stuff that you're providing to me, I'm going to take that, I'm going to turn it around, and I'm going to use it against you. Bottom line. Um, and he shares some stuff about how his family or his extended family or her family that he had thought that um, on the surface, they loved him, they adored him, they saw him as a good guy, as a protector, and when things went off the rails and he tried to tell them, hey, look, I have a problem here. I need help with this. I love this woman, and I need your guys' help to not only save her, but to save the marriage. Now, yes, this podcast is based on guys that have gone through this process, but I'm sure that there's probably some guys out there that have said, I really didn't want to do this. I really didn't want to take this route, but this is where I'm at. It's kind of like a game of chess where you're playing, you're making your chess moves and you're at the point where I got to sacrifice something. And, the one thing that one of my friends told me when I went to my divorce was, you know, I, I admit that there was mistakes made on both sides. Um, and like my one uh, friend had told me, he's like, well, dude, well, why are you doing this? 
Well, what's the price of peace? What's the price of peace? When you cease to be the person, the good person that you know you are, the good person that you know you can be, when you sit there and or, or when you're in the bathroom and you're looking in the mirror and you don't recognize a person in the mirror and you can't stand the way that you can't stand looking at the person in the mirror. What's the price of peace? You got to be yourself. You got to find your sanity. You got to find your stability. You got to find out who the hell you are. And unless you've been through that situation, it's kind of difficult to kind of wrap your hands around it. So you got to kind of figure it out. So in this situation, uh, with the letter the individual had, had uh, that David sent to me was, um, he tried to reach out to the family, try to communicate with the family, and the family wasn't hearing any of it. They were pretty much siding with her. He wasn't about squat, and they made some rather outlandish accusations against him um, with his kids that he loved so much that he was um, abusive to the kids. Now, when they say abusive to the kids, the kids were fighting and he spanked them. I'm sorry. I'm old school. Um, You know, I can reveal my age, but again, I can kind of reveal the situation. I remember getting ass whippings back in the day. You did something wrong, you got a whipping. You know, and that was the discipline and the structure to say, hey, this is what you need to do to be a good person. I remember getting a spanking. I remember the days when the principals in school used to spank you. If you want to know how old I am, I remember being in Texas and those that listen to the show that are my friends, you know, I remember being in Texas, getting in trouble. I got a paddling in my elementary school, went home, got a, got a whipping from my grandmother with a switch that I had to go pull off a tree. Then when my mother came home from work, I got a whipping with a belt. I had the ultimate Tribeca. So I understand that. Let me put the car back on the road. (laughs) So this gentleman is trying to explain to the family what's going on. And the family is just coming up with so many comments. He's abusive to the kids. He spanked the kids. He beat the kids. Um, The youngest one, he's forcing the youngest kid to sleep in the bed with him. Well, the problem with that is the youngest one was the closest in his letter. The youngest kid was closest to him. So when he came home, his child was like, hey, dad, what you doing? I love my dad. I want to be with my dad. And that's where that bonding is. And the kid was five. 
again, I don't want to give the guy's name because he he explicitly asked me not to reveal his name. Um, and I know you're out there listening, and I want to say thank you for your for your letter. Uh, I, I'm definitely trying to be mindful and respectful of you to the best of my ability, but with his family or his extended family, the ex, he was frustrated. He was angry. He talked about in his letter about how the things that went through his mind, he didn't detail it, but the things that went through his mind. And I know what it's like. So when I responded back to him, I said, you have to take that anger and use it as fuel. And what does that mean, using it as fuel? What it means is taking all those negative things that people are saying against you and turning it around and using that in a positive way to enhance your kids' lives. To do things for your kids to make them better people. Yes, the hate... I don't want to say hate. I want to say the frustration because I I know it's there, but you want to use that frustration that they're giving you because you know you're a good man. You know you're doing the right things. You know you want to do right by your kids because you want them to succeed to be very successful in life and they're saying things and doing things and for whatever their motive is, either it's it, it could be for financial gain, because at the end of the day, if you end up having to pay child support and alimony, that's what they want. They have the ex getting the uh, alimony and. They'll find a way to say, well, if the kids are staying with us and living with us, we can get the child support. Or if we get both, if she gets both of them, we can charge them, quote, quote, rent to live with us and stay with us and stay in, in their family environment. And when they're in their family environment, they can go ahead and manipulate the situation the best way they see fit that makes them look in a positive light and make you look into a negative light. Can't see past their nose. Not realizing that those kids have to grow up and whatever they're putting in their mind, be it positive or be it negative, they're going to take that and they're going to feed off of it and run with it. And if the kid is young, I'd say young being, I don't know, seven or less, their mind is still being able to be, uh, they're still, their mind is still able to be manipulated and, uh, focus in a certain area to do and to think a certain way. If they're in high school, they know a lot more what's going on. If they're in junior high, getting ready to go into high school, they still kind of have an idea what's going on. So you have to take that anger that you have built up and pent up inside you and use it as fuel. Because the best revenge, (sighs) 
I, I got to back up a little bit because this kind of touches a little bit with me in my scenario. Um, maybe revenge isn't the right word, but the best victory that you can have is to sit there and hear all the things that that family, your ex's family has said against you. The same family that said they love you and worship the ground you walk on because you're being the man, you're being the protector of this woman. And when things go sideways and the and the news comes out about how bad the situation is, that family will turn on you because they have their, their motive and you're strong enough to fight and pull yourself out of that situation, have custody of your kids and keep them on the straight path because you're a true dedicated man to your kids and to your family. The best victory or the sweetest victory that you can have is at the end of the day, you see those kids walk across the stage at high school with a degree or with a diploma. See them walk across the stage in college with a degree. Because at that point, what's that family going to sit there and say? Now, granted, if it's something that happened early on when the kids were much younger, 10 or under, and then you have those 8, 10, 12 years that you can get through that and you have time to go through that healing process and put yourself in that mindset of okay, this happened way back then. I'm looking forward. I've gone through this. I've gone through these steps, and I'm doing much better now. And I can look at this situation that happened back then. I can look at the documentation. I can look at the papers. I can talk to the people, and you can say, you know what? I'm good. I was angry, but no longer, because I have a bigger purpose, and your bigger purpose is being a good dad for your kids. Being a good man, being a good person for yourself. As I said in my previous show, the kids see what you do. And if you see yourself, if you put yourself in that mindset as being a positive man, a strong man, and wanting to do the right things, your kids are going to see it and they're going to they're feed off of it. So, you you take that and you take that and you use it and you're going forward. Take that anger. Don't let it consume you. Don't let it get you to the point where you just want to lash out at the family or your ex. Or in some cases, spill onto your kids. You want to take that energy that you have or that anger that you have, convert it into something to say, you know what? I'm going to take this. I'm going to be a better man for my kids. I'm going to do the right thing. If my kid is an athlete, I'm going to do what I can to get them into programs to help nurture them and maybe get them to the next step in life. And, hey, you never know. It may get them to a point where the schools are looking at them for a scholarship in college. You may have a child that says, hey, I'm academic and I want to do stuff to get them in the school academically. If they're talented in music, nurture that to get them into things in music and where they can go to a school on a scholarship on music or do something positive in their lives. Don't worry about what that family, that other side is going to do. 
Because that other side, their main mission is I have to come in to support her and how can I upset the apple cart? Now, they'll tell you that's not what we're doing. We're looking at what's best for the kids. In their mind, they're thinking that's the best thing that they can do. But if they're not with you 24-7, if they're not with those kids 24-7, and if you've been begging and pleading with them to say, hey, we have a problem here, and yes, my home is my castle. My home is my castle. But there are times, as we all know, you may need a supporting cast. You may need to call your allies in. And a lot of times it's your best friend that comes in to help you. But sometimes that may not be enough. It may not be. And when you're trying to reach out to the family, they're listening to what she's saying that Papa was a rolling stone. You ain't about shit. So what do you do? What you have to do is say, okay, fine. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do me and I'm going to do what I have to do for my kids. And the sweetest victory that you can have. And I'm not trying to say pit one family, you know, one side of the family against the other side of the family. Cause at the end of the day, Everyone should love those kids. Everybody should. So what you do is you take that anger that you have, that anger that you get with every day from going to court, from talking with your attorney, from talking with her attorney, from dealing with her, from having to deal with one week with her, the kids one week with her, the kids one week with you, dealing with the family with the where it should be just you, her, and attorneys, but instead it's you, her, the attorneys, and her family coming against you, You and you have that anger. Use that anger in a positive way to say, you know what? I'm not going to go for your game. I'm not playing your games. I'm going to do what I need to do. And the sweetest victory is at the end of the day when things come out and your kids are doing great and they're doing fine and they have to look back and say, damn, we screwed up. That's it. You know, um, one of my uh, proudest moments was when I had people come to me after my youngest one graduated high school and going into college, and they said, you know what? We were wrong. You're a good guy. The kids were best with you. That's it. I'm not going to say if it was family or friends. I will say they pulled me off to the side and they told me they were where they needed to be. I'm not poo-pooing on their mother. As I said in my last show, you know, um, we're cordial. We're not singing Kumbaya. But my daughter's are thriving. And that's the end game. So, okay, that's it. <laughs> I, 
like I said, this was a difficult show. I could go a little bit deeper into it. Um, but I kind of, I have to throttle back because it is rather emotional to me because there's a lot of things that I could say, but I'm not. Uh, I, I think that if you're a guy and you're going through this process and you're dealing with those family members, you know what I'm referring to. Um, and it's kind of in that mindset of saying, okay, I, you know, yeah, I, I see where Mark is going with this. Um, it, it, I hope it doesn't sound cryptic to you guys, but I know what you guys are going through. I've been there. It's been 10 years for me. And like, like someone told me that's very close to me is that what well, you, you, you carry this baggage, you carry this baggage with you. And I don't think that I carry the baggage with me and carry it on my sleeve. Yes. The baggage comes with me because the baggage at the end of the day makes me who I am. But I take that and use it in a positive way to use it as fuel. So just to give you guys something to think about, hopefully it's not too cryptic to you guys, but I think if you've been through the situation and, you, and you've gone through this, hopefully it, it kind of touches home with you. And the best thing I can say is don't take that anger and use it in a negative way because if you use it in a negative way, it makes the situation much worse for yourself and for your kids. Take that and use it as fuel. There is nothing better than to take that stuff, use it, and they have to come back to you and say, damn, you're an all right guy. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up uh, a little bit over, uh, not too much. Um, so, again, my name is Mark Hill. If you have any questions or comments related to the show, shoot me an email at singlefatherstoday at gmail.com. I am still looking for my host, someone to come online with me. Um, again, if you, um, if you can't make it to the, if you send me an email and you're in the area where I'm at, you can come on into the studio. I guarantee you will take care of you. I have a great engineer. Uh, I give him kudos. Um, he makes me sound good and, um, makes the, I think the last two, you know, the last several shows, I think was probably one of my most, uh, popular shows, um, that I've had to date which I'm very proud of. I will never take credit by myself. There's people that in life that you have to have around you that you stand on top of that is willing to go ahead and say, Hey, let's go ahead and do this and make you look good. So I give all my props to my engineer. If I had a clap button, I would hit a button and give him claps. Um, so, uh, definitely if you want to be on the show, um, just shoot me an email. And, uh, if you can't make it into the studio, we can do a call in and have you online. We can call you. You can call us. I want to get some stories out here. I want to get this information out here because I have a lot of stories and personal stories, but I want to hear what you guys have because definitely you guys have stuff out there that you've been through that I've never even been through. And I want to get those stories out there because at the end of the day, it's about being a better man, not only for yourself, but for your kids. Now that Mark has just drugged this on forever and ever and ever. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up because I'm looking at my engineer. He's like, dude, hurry up so I can hit the music, the outro music. Uh. So uh, shoot me an email at singlefatherstoday at gmail.com 
or send me a uh, message on the Twitter feed. I have a couple things I'm going to put up um, for the Twitter feed. They'll probably be by the time this show airs, you'll already see it online. So I am Mark Hill wishing you guys the best and keep fighting. Mm-hmm.